high football. And um, I, I think one thing that I wanted to talk about today was the narrative that Sean Payton is controlling this organization. There is not any access to the players that were signed. They're just in there working out and exercising. And this narrative that has evolved in it's all about Sean Payton. He's narcissistic. It's about him and his organization and not letting these players have a voice and not letting Denver Broncos, you know, country get to know the players and all that stuff. And I would just say this, pump your brakes. This is a good thing. I I would hope that Broncos country isn't okay with the clown show that has been the last seven years over at Dove Valley. I would hope that you would embrace this kind of new style and this attention to detail and this no-nonsense and this what Sean Payton called in his introductory press conference, he called it um, more anonymous donors. Let's just go to work and let's not talk about how we're going to work. Let's not, you know, showcase ourselves on Twitter and Instagram and social media feeds. And I, for one, am a believer in this. So I want to address this whole kind of narrative of of being a narcissist. Um, I played for Mike Shanahan, was on the team that won back-to-back world championships. There is nobody that's been more in charge of that organization than Mike Shanahan, down to every detail. I'm talking about coaches i'm talking about players i'm talking about schedules i'm talking about right down to the coffee we drank in the morning picked by mike shanahan that's how in charge in control he was of the organization and that's the school that sean payton comes from but in regards to him being a narcissist i I don't think anything could be further from the truth he has a way that he believes in doing things he has a culture that he's going to try to create and one of the cool things that happened to me this season as i was traveling around the national football league i had a game in new orleans late in the season and um i'm over at the practice facility So I'm going through meetings. I'm going through meetings with the head coach and the coordinators and, you know, talking to different players and um, and and doing all those things. And so we're going out to practice and um, before practice, we have a lunch and, you know, we eat the lunch and we're doing all that. And then the lunchroom is connected to their indoor facility where they're practicing. So walk into the indoor facility, and I'm watching practice, and I'm watching them go through their drills, and I'm watching them, you know, do their things, and I'm always looking at, you know, formations and personnel groupings and red zone and, you know, and all that kind of stuff that you look at as an analyst trying to figure out kind of, you know, what their plan of attack is versus certain defenses and things of that nature. And I have a guy that walks up to me, part of this organization for forever. I've known him for 20, 25 years. And... um walks up to me and we're just kind of shooting the breeze during practice and he says to me you know the problem with this football team is of course you know that piques my interest so I say no what's the problem with your football team he goes Sean Payton walked out of this building and the fear walked out with him that's the problem with us and that resonates with me because I always tell people this there are two types of fear And both have to be present within your organization. There is what we talk about as as biblical fear, the fear of the Lord, which is not being afraid of God, but this awesome reverence and respect. You've got to have reverence. You've got to have respect for the guy in charge. And Sean Payton has all kinds of reverence and respect because he's done it. He's been there. He's been a Super Bowl champion. 
Uh, in his 15 years or so with the New Orleans Saints, they averaged 10, uh, 10 wins a year, multiple playoffs and all that stuff. And he's done it with, with you know, not just Drew Brees. And just remember this, too, as you're sitting there saying, well, you, you had a Hall of Fame quarterback and you only won one world championship. Just remember that Drew Brees was a second rounder. He was drafted by the San Diego Chargers at the time. And they thought so much of this future Hall of Famer that they decided to draft Phillip Rivers in the first round and dump him. And then he got injured, obviously, in his last season in in San Diego with a shoulder injury. And the Miami Dolphins, coached by Nick Saban, thought so much of Drew Brees that they decided that Dante Culpepper was a better choice to be the quarterback of their organization. So let's not have revisionist history. Um, There are a lot of fingerprints on success. And Drew Brees' career is forever intertwined with Sean Payton. So Sean Payton has a lot of fingerprints on Drew Brees and the success that Drew Brees had. And so that's that's one. As far as the narcissistic, you know, claims or the narcissistic, uh, uh, you know, fingers that are pointed toward, toward Sean Payton, let me just tell you an experience I had with Sean Payton. So I am, um, he calls me up, this is 2010 after they win the Super Bowl. Asked me to come to address his come to the Saints and address his team about winning back-to-back championships. So they fly me out there. I talk to the team. I spend the day out there. It's it's a great experience. Um, Sean Payton and I kind of become friends. We didn't really know each other at that point, but kind of become friends, and we have this relationship that is ongoing for a while. Several years ago, um, my son is pitching. He's in AAA for the Miami Marlins. And uh, and they're, he's pitching a game in New Orleans. So I'm going to New Orleans to spend the weekend with him, and, and I call up Sean Payton and say, hey, man, I'm going to swing by because it's during training camp. So I'm going to swing by during training camp because great. So I come by training camp. He takes me through the whole facility. He shows me all the things he's put in place for the players, you know, new locker rooms and hydrotherapy units, and here's a cryovac station that we put in this offseason, this, that, and the other. So proud of all the stuff they've done, you know, downstairs for the players. You walk upstairs to the coach's offices, the carpet hasn't been changed since the 70s. I mean, it is like it is a, a scene from that 70s show, whatever that show was called. Um, I mean, they don't they spend all their money downstairs to take care of the players. So anyhow, he takes me through the whole facility. Then we walk out to practice. They're just finishing stretching and warming up. And he says to me, he goes, hey, listen, I want you to watch the way we practice. I want you to watch these drills. And he goes, if you see anything that you think is wrong, that we're not coaching correctly, that that you think could be better, I want you to jump in the drill, stop it, and coach it up. Is that a narcissistic guy to you, or is that a guy that just wants his team to be better? I mean, seriously. So then the offensive line coach, a guy by the name of Dan Rauscher, asks me to come back during the afternoon session to watch the film and to and to you know to hang out with his players. So I obviously, yeah, absolutely, I'll come. So I show up, go into film session. Dan introduces me to the whole group, and there's a bunch of offensive linemen in there that I've been. You know, that not only I've been watching for years and analyzing as an ESPN analyst at the time, but he says, hey, man, Mark Schlereth introduced me to the group. We all say hi, whatever. And he says in front of his group, I want you 
to make sure that as we watch this film, you stop anything you see that you don't think is correct, that you don't think I'm doing right, that you think could be better, whatever the case may be, stop me and, and call BS on it and coach it up in the meeting. Now, there are very few coaches or very few coaching staffs that have that kind of gravitas, that have that kind of belief in what they're doing, and, and that aren't threatened by people that they can come in and say, hey, man, change it up. Tell us what we're doing wrong. And so during the course of that meeting, I probably stopped that meeting six, seven times and, and asked questions like, why are you doing it this way? And my experience would tell me that this is a better way to do it. This is a better track to take this, whatever. And, um, and that's how I ended up becoming a consultant with the Saints um, uh, that next off season and, and doing some things with the Saints. So um, my whole thought process here is that Sean Payton couldn't be anything further from a narcissist. He's in charge. And not only does he have that fear within that building, that fear that he is creating, not only that awesome reverence, but also straight-up fear. If you don't do your job, you're going to get fired. And that's not just about the players. More importantly, it's about the coaches. Hey, man, if you don't get your guys coached up and your guys aren't performing, you're going to be the guy who pays the ultimate price. Because I am you know, slow to hire, quick to fire. If you're not getting the job done, you will get fired. And so for me, like this offseason for Bronco fans, like pump your brakes, be calm. Yeah, there's not a lot of access to the players. There's not a lot of access to the coaches. There's not a lot of access at all. Not a lot of information is getting out because there's a plan here, and that plan is to become better as a football team, not to promote it, not to go out there and do TikTok videos or whatever, but to actually do the work. And, and for me, that is such a welcomed sight, such a welcomed kind of approach compared to what we've seen and the way we've become as a football franchise irrelevant over the last seven years, thank you. Thank you for bringing some semblance of professionalism and adult, kind of an adult uh, figure back to the, the organization. And um, that's what I think about this offseason and why I'm excited about Sean Payton being the head coach of the Denver Broncos.